everyone. Welcome to Sorry You Went Viral. This is the podcast that explores all the stories that have been really setting social media alight over the last week or so. Um, and hopefully we can dive into some of the things that have been interesting uh, and focusing your attention so much over the last week. My name's Hannah. And I'm Tim. Um, and starting off with what's gone viral this week, um, one story has just dominated the news and social and digital media, and that's been the tragedy in um, with the sub trying to see the Titanic. Yeah, I mean, everyone has been thinking about this, talking about this, having an opinion about this as well. Um, and it's really kind of obviously been all over mainstream media with the, the, the countdown to how much oxygen, uh, breathable air that the five men on this sub had after it went missing. Um, it all culminated. We're recording this on um, Friday and this all culminated yesterday on Thursday when um, the Coast Guard, US Coast Guard did obviously confirm that um, there had been some kind of an explosion, implosion. And the, um, the the understanding was that all five on board had indeed died. Um, now, in the run up to all of this, there's been a huge amount of contra- controversy over the optics, I suppose, of it, because it's it's quite difficult for all of us to see this huge focus on five individuals, five very wealthy, as it happens, individuals who have spent a lot of money to be able to go on this trip to go and see the wreckage of the Titanic, whilst at the same time you have hundreds of migrants, thousands over the course of a couple of months who die in the sea trying to get to safety, um, refugees, and there's not anything near as much focus or attention or money in rescue efforts or anything like that that's spent on that so that's difficult for us all to digest but everyone has piled into this without seemingly having any of the nuances or anything involved and um, we even some people who have been directly involved as in like related to the victims on the sub and um, tim just tell us a little bit more about that because this is one the stepson of mm. one of the the people who was on board that sub um what did he say on social media so um, he came to the attention of many social media users because um, he attended a Blink-182 concert and was tweeting a band saying about his dad missing at sea and can he have a shout out in the gig, which is not usual behaviour, um, we should say, for someone um, in what would be a similar situation. Um, but social media being what it is, everyone piling in on him and him lashing out and back at them. And all becoming a bit um, unseemly. I mean, people, this video of Cardi B went viral uh, of her criticising him. But again, it's a very strange video of her with a body. I had to describe it, a body kind of wrapped around her mm-hmm. um, using one of the filters on on um, on, on TikTok. Um criticising him and him lashing back at her. He's then deleted his profiles. We've seen, you know, lots of people with, um, you know, uh, inappropriate jokes. Um, I've never seen, frankly, any other tragedy being played out in real time where people are just um, just taking such views on things. I'll be honest, I can't, I'm struggling to think of when there's been such an occasion um, but it's just beginning, as you said, people with political views on things and about them being rich and reckless. And um, I thought the one post that kind of kind of summed up for me the thinking on this was from Richard Bacon, the TV presenter. Uh, we'll show it on screen if you're watching on video, mm. where he says in response to someone who was talking about um, the 
the, the political views and the you know the, 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 the fact that these people are rich. He said, no, stop it. It's totally legitimate to say it's mad we don't put this empathy onto migrant boats. Totally legitimate. But don't dehumanise these people. There's a kid on there who's a student in Glasgow. Today his mum lost him and her husband after awful hours of false hope. I think um, that's really, it's really important to kind of try and get some perspective on all of this. And that's what's lost. Um, people look at, pre- at, at privilege and um, they see power. And so if you can dehumanise them in some way or make them less significant than the others who are vulnerable and, and less privileged, then that somehow seems to rebalance the imbalance that's out there in society or something. Um, but at the end of the day, there are five people who've lost their lives. There are five families who are mourning. And you've mentioned before about how, you know, it didn't seem like normal behaviour, the fact that this this kid had gone off to a concert or something. So few of us, if any of us have ever been in this kind of situation before, so kind of it's like, what's normal? And I think we all just, you know, social media ends up, as you say, having everyone pile in with an opinion when it's just like, this is a very visceral, personal, subjective experience that very few of us, thankfully, will ever have to go through. Um, so, you know, that the social media sadly doesn't leave much room for nuance. It's very kind of like polarizing and, and binary. It's like this or that. Um, but as you say, it's been one of those stories that has gripped all of us because it's happening, it's playing out in real time and we're seeing all of these emotions and opinions happening in real time. And this story, you know, will still kind of run and run for a long time because there's so much we still don't know about what happened, how it happened. Um, and so, you know, by the time we're even this this episode has gone out, there may be huge changes as well, and even more of a kind of like social media um, backlash. So we will we'll stay across it and see what comes up. Um, you know, for for future episodes of of this particular podcast. Um, but let's move on then to um, this is this is something of a tangent. Anyway, we'll we'll, we'll go with it. Um, Pick to Parlor, a band I'd never heard of before, um, but there's a bit of an online argument that's kicked off this week because this band appeared on the on the digital front cover, at least, of NME, which is just a digital outlet now, and they were essentially saying these are the next, this is the next big thing, they're the next big band, um, and uh, we can probably have a listen to some of their music now, and then we'll talk about the, the sort of backlash, if you like, to it afterwards. It's as thin as Norwegian. So, um, I mean, uh, okay song, slightly distinctive sounding, um, but again, people just losing all sense on, on social media, particularly on Twitter this week. Um, so according to Dazed Magazine, who did an article I read about this, so this band, Picture Parlour, had only played their first gig about six months ago, um, and have got literally a handful of listens on Spotify, a few hundred followers on um Twitter and uh, TikTok and other social platforms, which is raising questions among some people about why this band is being pushed as the next big thing, where it doesn't seem to have much of a following online, which you would expect for a band of that, you know, were an underground, becoming an underground hit. Again, social media not being doing very much in terms of nuance. Um, some got a bit over enthusiastic who were searching for um, links for this band, accusing them of having um, rich parents. Someone 
outing their parent as um, uh, online, their their Twitter profile, and saying this is evidence of them being successful when it it wasn't. Um, you know, it, it's just all craziness, frankly. It's, it's, it's the accusation, I guess, is that it's it's a so called industry plant, which I I find mm. really bizarre because I mean, surely most musicians, artists out there are at some point discovered and therefore they are planted then in the industry and then the marketing kicks in and all the rest of it and then they get more exposure. That's the whole point, isn't it? Um, So I don't know why, um, you know, if if any of the members of Picture Parlour did have kind of like a a mum who was the editor of NME or something like that, then I would, you know, you could argue that there's potentially a bit more of nepotism at play or something like that. But it turns out we don't think that any of them have had any kind of like particular leg up. And they even made a joke out of it with um, the band themselves or or their PR team saying on Twitter, um, they had a a picture of someone logging on to their their laptop and saying, our parents logging on to discover they have great music industry connections and wiki pages through being cleaners and retired factory workers. Um, And then someone else, another tweet, a guy called Christian Sayers, who kind of like backed up them the bands and just said you know on um i've seen picture parlor you know at their gigs on four separate occasions can safely say they've put in the graft and now they're reaping the rewards i i mean like i mean it's all subjective isn't it music is subjective so uh, they're not particularly my cup of tea but they they might be other people's and if they're getting a leg up um and their music does well i mean fundamentally they're not going to survive and have long-lasting careers unless they get unless their music is good and they have a, a genuine real-life following. Um, so who who cares? Who cares if they kind of get a bit of a, a bit of a boost now from NME? Indeed, uh, it's interesting actually. I've seen they're playing um, supporting Bruce Springsteen at one of his concerts in Hyde Park in London. I know, but it's, it's interesting. Someone pointed out. I'm trying to remember who it was, saying that quite a few of the bands supporting him on his two gigs in Hyde Park are actually not that big, you know, and again, maybe part of the same record label as him, which again, is just trying to get exposure. uh, And you could argue, you could argue again that that's like nepotism in a way. It's like Bruce, Bruce Springsteen giving them a a leg up, but also why wouldn't he? And and, and who's to say that that's wrong? It's just, you know, you're trying to support other up and coming bands at the start of their career as well. So I, you know, it it seems a bit vindictive and unnecessary to try and drag them down before they've even got started. Sadly, I'm not going to the gig, the Bruce Springsteen gig where they're playing. Uh, otherwise, I'd give you a report back. But um, yeah, as you said, it all depends on the music. If people like their music, they'll be popular and successful. If they don't, they don't. So we'll see on that. Um, next up. So you may remember um, such shots as Wakey Wine, still doing really popular online, but um, also <laughs> Binny Mega Chippy, which feels like an age ago, going um popular online but now um a service station in Oldham has gone viral um a video of Monarch service station in Oldham um has got over a million views after a TikToker called Lucy Chet made a video about her experience in there let's show you a clip of it you need to visit this petrol station in Oldham you can get burgers loads of American snacks Pickles, Celestes, Reese's Hot Chocolate, your sign to go. 
So this uh, Nissa service station, uh, which is in Greater Manchester, as you say, you can see there from that video that it sells all sorts of like American goods, burgers, sweets, candy, chocolate to the rest of us. Um, <laughs> uh, and it's had people coming from far and wide, from America, from Sweden, from all over, the, from Scotland, people traveling down just to go to this one service station, petrol station um, in Oldham. And so, you know, obviously the marketing department of uh, Nissa of, uh, for this monarch service station are delighted because they've mm. suddenly got this mass influx of, of, uh, of profit and, and revenue. So um, they've, they've obviously done really, really well out of it. More so because the fact that, you know, there's probably not that many people who just through pure footfall kind of like end up hitting that particular service station, but because of social media and because of this particular video from Lucy um, that's been seen, as you say, over a million times, um, suddenly people are kind of like diverting and making making it their business to actually get to this particular place. Uh, I'm not sure if I'd like make a specific trip. Um, that's not to say I've got anything against American snacks, um, but certainly if I was heading north on the motorway, I think, you know, now that I know about it, maybe it's worth a little, a, a, a little stop off. <laughs> I mean, for me, but yeah, I agree. But it does certainly liven up a journey. Uh, I think it's brilliant, like the range of stuff. Again, you can just the excitement because you've got all these range of American treats um, that you wouldn't be able to get in normal mm. service stations or normal shops. So it brightens it up. And why not on a long long car journey something that makes a bit of fun and and everyone's trying to find a bit of a gap as well aren't they in the market you know it's like tough times right now so if you can find a niche and exploit it then brilliant i've got plenty of american friends who when they come over to the uk are kind of craving their whatever it might be their their reese's chocolate and all that sort of stuff um so now they know where where they can get it and it's a bit like us when we go out of the uk and you're kind of desperate for marmite or whatever it is <laughs> so uh maybe someone else on the continent or in america can start stocking all of the brit supplies that we all crave when we're over there <laughs> very true well i look forward to taking take your taking your friends for a trip to oldham um, yeah on their holiday um next now again there's a theme this week i think of some people losing their minds a bit on social media um big debate on reddit this week about uh over a chair um or should i explain a bit more about a woman um posting on reddit about her experience um believe it or not there's a there's a forum um, a thread, I should say, on Reddit called Am I the, uh, the Asshole? That's how they say it. Basically detailing experiences and asking whether um, what they've done, if they're right or wrong. Uh, and this post is about um, a woman um, who talks about how she uh, went to see her nephews graduating from um, uh, from high school and wanted to sit uh, up front um, and brought her own chair. And then a, a, a pregnant woman came up to her and said, can I have your chair? And it all kind of spiralled from there, Hannah, didn't it really? Yeah. So, I mean, just to give a bit more um, clarity to the, the, the situation, the reason the woman in question had brought her own chair was because uh, she has her own um, physical disability. So she said she was um, she had bad, she's got bad knees um, and mm. bad feet, I think, uh, in her own words. Um, so she deliberately bought a chair knowing that she wouldn't be able to stand throughout the whole ceremony. Now, um, the, the pregnant woman was there with her partner. Um, and she asked, and the woman says, she, albeit very, very politely, she asked, you know, may I have your chair? Can I have your chair, please? And also the woman had responded in turn each time saying, no, I'm sorry, I, I, I need it. I need it. I need it more, maybe. Um, and anyway, the guy, the partner at the end of this whole back and forth, back and forth, 
turned around and called her a asshole. And so that's why she posted this saying, am I the asshole here? And everyone's kind of weighed in. I mean, it's quite misogynistic, I think, a lot of the comments, because it's kind of very, very critical of women and pregnant people, all that sort of stuff. Um, My personal view on it, not that it really matters, I suppose, it's just that whilst I kind of like when I was pregnant, I was obviously hugely grateful for anyone who would give up their seat on the train or the tube or wherever I was or something like that. And you would, you know, I would, if there was someone who was sitting somewhere and they hadn't seen me, I would go up and ask for their chair or ask for their seat or something like that. And more often than not, of course, people are more than happy to, to make way for you. But in this particular case, the woman who had the chair, she brought it specifically for her, knowing full well that she needed it. And so the, uh, in my view, the pregnant woman should have just brought her own damn chair. <laughs> well, the school provide one. Or school, well, yeah, know, it's just it's strange. exactly. I mean, as you said, it's it's strange um, seeing the responses. Um, the Reddit moderator had to step in and tell people to be civil. Um, yeah. One example of a post was someone saying, "I'm so tired of pregnant women thinking the world revolves around them just because they got knocked up." <laughs> oh, it's just awful, isn't it? It's completely awful, and also like. We don't know anything other than this one woman's uh, take on what happened. So it might be completely different from the pregnant woman and her partner's perspective. Um, but, as you know, it seems like there's just a misunderstanding. Emotions are high. You're at a ceremony. to So, you know, you're all excited about that. It seems like it could have been handled very in a very civil way. Now, this post we're showing you on your screens, if you're watching on the video feed, um, it made me laugh this week. Um, and clearly resonated with lots of people because it went viral. Um, you may have seen these kind of posts and memes doing the rounds on the internet about the, the three words, the four words every woman would love to hear and people basically making jokes around it. Uh, and this one was uh, post the four words every girl once whispered in their ear. And one guy, Kit Deval, has responded saying, I did the bins. Now, um, <laughs> you rolled your eyes there, Hannah. Um, I'm not I, sure. I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's quite nice to hear. I'm not sure it's what every girl wants to hear. It's just, again, it's a bit like lazy misogynism, isn't it? But um, anyway, carry on, carry on. I agree, agree. I did, uh, I did share this with my partner and um, she did agree with it. But I think taking it for, for what it is, the cheeky the, the cheeky comment that it is, yeah. I think it's fine. But yes, um, it's not the be all and end all in a relationship. Um, I won't ask too much about, for you and Lewis, what's the thing, <laughs> the words you got whispered in your ear, the bins, maybe or just other things around the house? Well, I saw that a lot of the other comments were all kind of like, you know, I, I, I put the dish the dishwasher is on or something like that it was all kind of around domestic chores which kind of like just grated on me a little bit and uh, we have a very 50 50 split of things so uh you know it's it's not something that i would want him to whisper into my ear <laughs> or anything like that i would just expect him to do it quite frankly um so <laughs> um and yeah i had other like what what are the four words i really want to hear? like you are always right maybe <laughs> that would be probably more accurate what every girl wants to hear um oh um uh i love i love you so <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i don't want to get lewis in too much trouble <laughs> okay the next part of the podcast is when we talk about what it's like to go viral and um, so last time um we we told you about the story of a twitch star who'd gone viral after um making a video 
um, that, well, after a video was made that, that made them go viral themselves. And so we've got a re- another really, really good story. And this is of a, a YouTube star, an unlikely YouTube star, if you like. This is um, a guy who's got an account and, and it's called a Wander with Mac. And it's a guy called Pat, who's a Scottish, pen- Scottish pensioner. Um, and for the last couple of years, he's been making these videos, posting them on YouTube, just talking about him basically going camping. He lives in um, in Scotland. He's uh, in the countryside near his home in Dumfries and Galloway. Um, and over the last couple of years, he hasn't really had much traction or, or um, uh, many followers or views or anything like that on any of his content. But he's still doing it. And it's all very, very soft and very lovely. Uh, he's got a beautiful voice, all that sort of stuff. Um, and anyway, um, what's happened is that um, a TikTok musician, this is a guy called Christian Keenan, who's made a video um, about Pat um, and asked for people then to follow Pat and to watch all of his videos. And this is Christian's video about Pat. Good morning and a Merry Christmas to you as all. It's Christmas Eve. So I've just come out for a wee party. <laughs> you like it? <laughs> What's been lovely about this is that Pat basically had hardly any views on his videos and he's been doing them apparently for a couple of years. He's gone from basically no views to over 500,000 subscribers <laughs> to his channel. Um, and what's funny, uh, I find a uh, nice touch as well, is that Pat now has 100,000 more followers on um, TikTok than Christian after <laughs> setting up his TikTok only a few months ago. Um, Pat in, has done a video where he's thanked his fans uh, for their support. Let's show you a little clip of it. Well, it's been some 24 hours. <laughs> Thanks to you lot, my friends, our new friends. Yeah, quarter of a million followers. <laughs> Goodness gracious, not in my wildest dreams. There'll be folk coming. <laughs> so Pat, in his newfound fame, um, hopefully he's going to continue doing this lovely wonder with Mac content, um, where he's very much on his own, other than with his with his trusty dog. Um, but he, you know, has obviously gone viral. BBC Scotland then picked up on it and interviewed him, and he said to them, and um, he sort of explained how he first realized that this was going viral and he said i got a message from one of the guys that has a holiday home in my village saying pat get onto your youtube channel something's happening (laughs) which is just lovely and then to explain or his understanding of of, of why it's sort of done so well is he says i think like they like the way i put things instead of being called an old git or something they say that's my granddad and you know what i i really think that this kind of um this story could do just as well as part of our timeline cleanser as well because there's something so kind of like easy and melodic about just watching and listening to him talk and wander around and show everyone um the countryside around him it's really beautiful um easy content and i'm delighted that pat has gone viral and i hope he continues to do so yeah i think it's a massive part of youtube of these kind of videos very relaxing and he's got a lovely um soft voice as well um we really hope that uh, we can speak to Pat and Christian as well together at some point in the next uh, few weeks. We'll keep you updated on that.
Right. The next part of the show, the final part, is that timeline cleanser. Um, kind of feel like we've already done it a little bit with uh, Wandering <laughs> with Mac, but there we go. Um, we move on to another really lovely act of um, of generosity, I would say, although there has been some backlash, but we'll come on to that in a second. So there's a man called Tim, uh, Tim the Lawnmower Man. This is in um, Sydney in Australia. And essentially what he does is that he cuts people's grass for free. So you wanted a quote for this? Yes, yes. How would you feel if I did it for zero dollars? Oh, what? Wow. How come? Yeah, I cut the long grass. People like watching it. So because of that, I can go around and do this for uh, nothing. You get a free cleanup. My viewers get a video to watch and, and hopefully I get paid through the video. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you. I don't know what to say. Tim the Lawnmower Man here with another Free Mo Fridays. Damn it, get some pep in that voice. Tim the Lawnmower Man here with another episode of Free Mo Fridays. You guys know how it works. You find these videos extremely satisfying to watch. That means I get to go out and have fun knocking on random people's doors, offering to mow their lawns for free. You guys get a video, someone gets a free cleanup, and hopefully I'll get paid through the videos. It's literally the best business model ever. Clearly, there's a massive desire and demand out there just to watch this lovely soothing kind of grass cutting experience um it's kind of just really mindful and easy and and peaceful and soothing plus he's doing a really good deed because he's going around for free i mean i'd love it <laughs> come and, i was gonna say come and cut mine i haven't really got much here but my mum's house for example come and cut hers lovely deed as he calls it a win-win for everyone involved um being social media of course there are some people who um I've accused him of being exploitative um, to people. Um, to be honest, I, I, from my view, I can't really see what what there is. I mean, he's basically these. As you can see in the video feed, these people's front gardens are massively overgrown, <laughs> um, and he cuts them all back for free. He talks about how he uses different bits of power equipment, and he likes excuse to buy different bits and of equipment and try them out. Uh, he cuts the gardens for free and then he makes some money, um, I, I assume, a bit of money. I mean, you know, you don't make a load of money on, on social media um, and people enjoy the videos. So what's there not to like? And I think it's only, as far as I understand it, it can only be exploitative if you're exploiting someone or something. And all the people whose grass, whose lawns he's cutting, they, you know, he's obviously asking for their permission beforehand and asking for permission to film it as well so uh, i can't see you know again i think it's just people kind of like trying to trying to scratch away at someone who's who's making a bit of money and who cares if he's making a bit of money on the side as you say it's a lovely deed good thing to do and all of us get the benefit of being able to watch him cut that grass back and i i don't know about you but i love the smell of fresh grass even though obviously you can't smell it through a video it's just it brings back all of those that well, as soon as i'm watching it i can just smell it straight away smell the grass and it takes me back to certain points in my life which i'm sure is like the same for so many other people just reminiscent of childhood memories and all sorts of things um and springtime as well after a long 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 winter that's all you really want isn't it those lovely kind of like soothing moments to be honest i just like a tidy garden <laughs> <laughs> Um, on, that note, yeah. we'll, <laughs> on that note we'll finish uh, this week's show thank you for watching for listening um, we'll be posting highlights of the show on our social channels you can find them on all major platforms under sorry you went viral we'll be back next week um, have a great week and thanks for watching and listening bye <laughs>